What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender, Adam Ronis here, courtesy of Fantasy Alarm on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Adam, what's going on, brother? How are you today? I'm fine, man. Just uh, getting some work done. A slow night in the NBA, only two NBA games, but still player props to attack. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely player props to attack. Did you attack uh, the the games tonight? I mean, but it's it's not helping anybody for for you know, listening purposes. But as far as uh, just knowing how on your game you are, because uh, you, you you've been killing it, right? I mean, you just had another big uh, a big weekend. Where are my NBA player props from Adam Ronis here today? So you like Jokic. Oh, wait, what am I? Am I not logged in? Why am I not logged in? Come on, get in there, Bender, for crying out loud. For crying out loud. You like Jokic on the over for points plus rebounds. Somebody named Gilgis Alexander. Yes, Gilgis Alexander. Oh, it's a soft G? Gil- yeah. Gilgis? Yeah. Gilgis Alexander? Is it is it pronounced shy? Shay. Shay. Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's got the old Lamar Jackson hairstyle. He's really good. Uh, the Thunder lost, you know, a lot from last season's team, and he was near the top for most improved player. And he's had to take over a big workload for this team. So uh, he's been playing very well lately. So yeah, I like the over on his points. Okay, I like that. All right, so we'll have to, you know, again, these are these are these are the plays that are over at wageralarm.com. We're giving them away for free here. Why? Because it's last night's games. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just kind of checking in. I'm looking at, you know, here's the thing. When you're talking to, you know, there's a two-game NBA slate tonight. There's there's two conference championship games coming up this weekend, right? Um, we could talk about the fact that the Rangers are currently losing three to two to the devils, but that doesn't turn either one of us on. So welcome to the anti up podcast where tonight we talk about nothing, absolutely nothing. And and let's see how long we can do this. Can we talk about nothing for at least an hour? Uh, I don't think we're going an hour today. No, no, no you don't think so. That's going to, it's going to upset a lot of people, Adam. Yeah, well, uh, they'll be okay. Why why are we not going for an hour? Is there something that something pressing that that you have? Is there a different? Uh, do you have a date tonight? I do not. I actually I'll be working on a fantasy baseball article tonight. Ooh, lovely, lovely. Oh, for the MLB draft guide. Look at you. Exactly. Look at you. Um. All right. So you're gonna hunker down, a little takeout dinner, a little MLB draft guide. What's the draft guide article about? Uh, draft and hold leagues which are very popular. I already completed one for the NFBC, uh, 15 teams, 50 rounds. So uh, they're, they're definitely becoming very popular. You know, I use them instead of mock drafts. Uh, there's different price points. They have them on fantracks.com too. So and their price points are lower, but uh, it's the best prep for me because, you know, I'm, I'm not ready yet. Uh, you know, I'm still in the infancy stages of my fantasy baseball research it's still you know mid-january so there's some people who haven't even started but you know i just started to look at some things and just jumped in one and uh you know you start to learn the player pool see the values of players and do some research as you go along the one i had and i know you hate slow drafts you would love this one man this one flew by like it was ridiculous how fast it went it was a two-hour clock 
We finished in less than a week, 50 rounds. Oh, see, a two-hour clock. See, to me, a two-hour clock is no big deal. Like, I'm fine with a two-hour clock. I hate six- and eight-hour clocks. Yeah, I know they have a four-hour clock. I'm not sure if they have an eight anymore. Maybe people – I have to double-check that. Um, but, yeah, I did the two-hour clock. They have a minute clock, an hour, two hours, four I'm not sure if they have the eight anymore. They might. I'd, ha I'd have to check, though. But, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, when people get in these, they get impatient, man. They just want to, yeah, oh, they don't have eight-hour clocks anymore. Wow, they, they just want to bang it. out the draft. That's Everybody yeah. loves to draft. They hate dragging out the process. Yeah, so they got rid of the eight-hour clock. It's uh, 55 seconds, one minute, 30 minutes, one hour, two hours, or four hours. So let me ask you this, you know, for, for those who, who, you know, are listening to the podcast who might not be into fantasy baseball, uh, difference between a draft and hold versus let's say like your, your normal base, your, your best ball, like you do a best ball draft on draft masters where you're drafting, you know, whatever it is, it's like 30 rounds, uh, and then that's it. And, and it's scored accordingly, you know, by the computer based on who does, the best what's the difference between that and a draft and hold the only difference is you set your lineup each week so the computer doesn't do it for you uh so for the nfbc you would set your lineup for pitchers on monday and that's it you can't change your pitchers during the week uh hitters you set them monday through thursday and you can make changes friday through sunday on fan tracks they actually let you change your pitchers and I didn't even know that at first. And then I realized it. And I think some people don't realize it. Uh, and it's a huge advantage. Uh, so, yeah, like I always say, know the rules of your league. Look at the format. But, yeah, the Draft Champions Leagues, you just set your lineup each week. So there's still some maintenance, but it's not as much as, you know, a regular baseball league. And that's one of the things. We love to draft. Everyone loves to draft. And the reason why people don't get in as many leagues is like, well, the maintenance, the waiver wire, setting the lineups, whether it's daily or weekly. Well, with the Draft Champions League, it gives you the opportunity to draft as much as you want. And then all you have to do is set your lineup, which to me is not huge maintenance uh, compared to the fab. Because Sunday nights, uh, which is what most leagues do fab, definitely a lot of industry leagues, NFBC, high stakes leagues. It's Sunday night, and if you have like 10, 11, 12, that's a lot of work to be done. Uh, so the pro, there's some people will be like, oh, why are you drafting now? Because we still don't know about some free agents, right? Like we don't know where George Springer is, Trevor Bauer. Right. So for some, I would say, all right, if you feel like you don't want to, you know, pluck the money down now because there's still some questions about players, especially at the closer position. I mean, the closer position right now for many teams, we have no idea who's closing, and you're just taking a lot of flyers on relievers late. So that might not appeal to some. I'd say, okay, then just wait till you know early February, mid-February, and you can jump in one or two, especially with a four-hour clock or a two-hour clock. It won't take you long to finish. Again, this was a, a group of very experienced NFBC players because uh, I recognize a lot of names in there. So this was a, a, a good group. Uh, so they were ready to draft pretty quickly. But it, for me, yeah, do I want to win money in this? Absolutely. But ultimately, the goal is to prepare myself for the season and just jump right in and start to see where players are valued. Uh, you know, pick I picked 13th. Okay, so what is it like there? How am I going to build my team? And I'll look back on some of these. I'll probably look back on this draft in March and be like, what was I thinking? Like, those were some bad picks. Hopefully not. 
But, you know, I just jumped in to the deep end of the pool and said, all right, let's go. Let's get something done. And I'll probably take a break and then jump in another one in maybe a couple of weeks because there are some, you know, questions with players. And you're already seeing movement uh, with some players like Joe Musgrove traded to the Padres. He was kind of a popular potential breakout because he finished the season strong. So he went in this draft, fifth pick around nine. And I've been seeing things on Twitter that uh, he's moving into the top hundred now. So uh, there's, there, yeah, there's a lot of movement already. And um, so, you know, I just like to get started in January and, you know, do a couple of these. I wound up usually doing three or four a year. Yeah. Well, so I mean, there's so many, I, I got a ton of questions that I just want to ask you just for, for those listening uh, who have the interest in there, but just quick side story there. Basically, on what you're saying, I was, you know, I was having this conversation with my wife actually yesterday, um, and uh, and I was talking about you know drafts and and you know starting to get ready and and she was like, ah, she, oh, because that's right. So a, a buddy of mine who I used to play with, you know, a long time ago, we stopped, you know, the league disbanded and we kind of you know drifted apart and whatever, and we kind of came back around. And uh, and he wants to start up a league again. So he asked me if I was interested. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I said to him, I was like, listen, if you uh, if you you know if you if you're starting from scratch, uh, I, I think you can probably convince Deb to to jump into a into the league also, which you know excited him. She was you know the only girl in our fantasy baseball league, and she was the only woman who sat at the poker table with us, and um. You know, so she did, you know, our first groups of uh, of, of fantasy leagues there. <clears throat> and so I said to her last night, I'm like, yeah, I'm talking to John. And he wants, you know, start talking about, you know, getting the league back going. And she was like, yeah, the draft's not going to be until like March, though. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to spring it on you. I'm like, why would you think that, you know, John, you know, our friend would want to do a draft in like January or February? She's like, I don't know. You do a whole bunch of you know, drafts in, in January and February. And I had to explain to her, I'm like, if we're part of the industry, we're obligated to do our drafts now. And I'm not, you know, these aren't our final drafts, but we're pretty much obligated to do that because we're the ones who set the original ADP. Like we're the ones who are originally setting the tone for draft season. Now, Helium and other people's opinions will move players up and down the boards all the time. But, you know, for people who sit there and say, well, why are you drafting in January and February? We do it so that you guys can draft in March and actually have data to look at there. It's not just about, you know, having your players and whatever. Like, there's like we have to establish it for you. So, you know, that kind of a thing. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, we, we like taking like the, the draft and hold ADP. Uh, and things like that. Now, 50 rounds, you said you just finished it. Yes, on so, Sunday. So uh, c- can we go through your team a little bit? Sure. Uh, I mean, I not, did... the, not the entire team, but like, I'm curious as to like your top five picks, how many teams, where you drafted from. But what I'm more con- we're wondering here is, you know, your late round strategy. Like you said, you're just scratching the surface of your research right now. And this is the way to jump in. And, you know, so I'm curious as to like when it gets down to those those, you know, late rounds, like what are you doing there? So how many teams? Fifteen. Fifteen teams. 
Um, and from what position were you drafting? 13. Ooh, all right. So tail end of the draft here. And who are your first five picks? Trevor Story, Trevor Bauer, not a Trevor in the third round, uh, Eloy Jimenez, Rafael Devers, and Edwin Diaz. Oh, grabbing that closer early, huh? Well, you got to remember, this is a draft champions league draft and hold. You can't make any waiver wire moves. Pitching absolutely flies off the board. There were four pitchers taken in the first round, 12 in the first two, and another four taken in round three. So you have to know the format. You got to get a pitcher early. If you don't, uh, you're going to be in trouble here. And basically, I'm looking every team except two, it looks like, took at least one pitcher in the first round. No, three. Three did it. Uh, actually, and one waited until, wow. So the team 14 next to me did not take a starting pitcher in the first four rounds. That went Aroldis Chapman and Rossella Iglesias in five and six. So they said, all right, everyone else is pushing up pitching. Uh, I'm going to wait. And went, wow, I didn't even realize this because I didn't really review the draft. I just, you know, closed mm -hmm. it down. Julio Urias is their number one pitcher in round eight. Dustin May in round 11. Then Dallas Keuchel, Chris Bassett, and Giovanni Gallegos. So they essentially, for now, have three closers. If Gallegos gets the job, we know Chapman and Iglesias will close for their team. So uh, interesting strategy there. Um, but yet, the closers right now, there are very few that we even know who have the job. Uh, right. So, and even Edwin Diaz, you could say, is kind of a risk for the Mets. I think he does close. And if you look, he had very good numbers last year. It was like two bad outings. Uh, they did bring in Trevor May. Uh, they have Seth Lugo. Maybe they make another move. So there might be some risk there. But when you start to look at closer rankings, you're going to be like, oh, my goodness, this is atrocious. So kind of wanted to get at least one. And then you're going to take a lot of shots later on uh in situations and one of those shots that i took uh kind of doesn't look good after kirby yates just signed with toronto in round 27 took rafael dolis and you got to think if kirby yates is healthy he's closing there in toronto yes definitely so definitely. yeah there's risk of doing these earlies again it sure, all comes sure, down, sure. it all comes down to how much you want to spend you know some people might be like i don't want to draft in january that's fine but like fantasy baseball and one of the reasons I have success is I start early. You know, again, for me, this is, do I want to win the money and there's an overall championship? Sure. But ultimately, this to me is prep. Uh, this is where I set the foundation for the teams that I'm going to build successfully in March. So this is just the beginning. And like anything, you have to start somewhere. If you want to be successful in fantasy baseball, you're not you're not going to just wake up in, on March 10th and go, all right, my draft's next week. I'm going to do good. Now, the fantasy alarm draft guide that can help you. That's a you know in a week, but there's so much good content in there that you need more than a week to consume it, and you have to have an idea of what the draft is. Like, yeah, ADP doesn't mean everything. It's a guide. You want to know where players are. Like baseball is a sport that you got to prepare for. I mean, any fantasy sport, even fantasy football. You know, we were talking April and May with the pandemic. Uh, anything that you want to have success in, you have to jump in early. But especially fantasy baseball, the player pool is just way bigger than the other sports. It's not football where it's a 16-round draft. Maybe you can get up to speed in football in a month. I wouldn't advise that. But in baseball, you better start doing things now.
you can't wait around. If you don't want to draft because you're like, well, there's still free agents, I understand that. But you better start at least doing research and seeing the player movement, checking out the player profiles, which are excellent in the Fantasy Alarm Baseball Draft Kit. you got to get started now. We just talked about how two NBA games tonight, you know, football's winding down. This is the perfect time. to, And you don't even have to do five hours a day. If you just do like a half hour every day in January or an hour, you're going to be set by March. It's going to be easy for you while others are just clamoring and just like, oh, my God, I'm so overwhelmed. Oh, this guy's here. This is the batting line. Start slowly and start now in January while it's a little slow in sports, especially for those that are not into NBA or NHL. Yeah, listen, if you're, um, you know, if you just take some time just to look at the news, just look at the news. Like, that's it. You know, I'm not asking you to, 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 to go crazy. Like, I mean, draft guide articles that have come out, I think there's like 10 player profiles right now and maybe uh, five or six articles. Um, you know, and we trickle the content out over at Fantasy Alarm. If you guys want to get it, by the way, it's fantasyalarm.com slash MLB draft guide. Um, and you know, I mean, the content is, is just, it's, it's insane. And between the, the written articles, the player profiles, the front office insights podcast series with me and Jim Bowden, the high stakes, uh, room from, from Adam Ronis, uh, we're going to be doing player debates, a new audio feature, uh, as part of that draft guide. Um, so definitely behooves you to, uh, to, to, you know, make that investment. It's only $29.99. Use the promo code. 2021-2021 and give yourself another 40% off. Like, I mean, so it's not costing you anything and Adam's right. I mean, you got to do it. You know, it's kind of funny at my, you know, my, you know, some of my best seasons were when I spent the majority of my time, uh, you know, running the mock draft army, you know, and just basically doing, uh, anywhere from like six to eight mock drafts a week. And, you know, I mean, it was just, you know, it was, it was fun because we were, you know, you know, y- you build up that following. So you start seeing who the regulars are. Then you see guys who like just trickle in and experience it for the first time. Um, you know, when we get like a good share of like industry guys who start doing those drafts, um, then it gets even crazier. Like Lore Michaels and Todd Zola used to do them. Uh, with me all the time. Jeff Erickson would jump in uh, in a couple over there. I think you did uh, some mock drafting yeah. with us in the army. And like people like people are blown away because basically what they're doing is, is that they're, they're learning the player pool. They're learning ADP. They're learning draft strategy, but more importantly, they're sitting there in the chat room, like picking the brains of some of the finest fantasy baseball minds in the industry. And that's, yeah. And that's huge. The thing is now, though, is that draft and hold and best ball have really pushed down the mock draft experience. Like, you know, everybody feels like, well, if I'm just, you know, why am I drafting for nothing? I'm only drafting to prep for my my league. No, I mean, if I want to draft, I want to, you know, make an investment in there and, you know, at least, you know, get the chance to win some money. So, well, I'll say this. The difference with the mock draft army is everyone is in there. And drafting, right? Yes. So that's that's important because you know in the old days, or not old days, but when we had those mock draft sites, people would be in there for three rounds and leave, and then it's all automated computer. That's not helping anyone. But in those drafts, people stay to the end, 
so that's valuable. I like it because there's a clock. So I don't want to go into my first draft with a minute clock, having just done prep on a two hour clock. You know, I want to be prepared. So that's why, like, I jumped in a couple last year uh, before the Tout Wars draft, because the Tout Wars draft has a clock. That's probably my first. I mean, I don't know. I don't even have dates yet, but that's probably the first draft that I'll do with a clock. Uh, I know TGFBI, which I've done, that probably starts in February. That's a slow draft. So the first draft that I usually do with a clock is the Tout Wars Mixed League draft. They usually have that early March. So I want to, you know, test a couple of times. Uh, with a clock to make sure, all right, sure. you know, I do So this way you're prepared. You know, I just, I look at it as preparation, like anything, you just want to be ready um, and have that experience. Uh, yeah. in the mock drafts, people might be trying strategies. So there's things like that, but I still think it's, it's valuable if you have everyone who stays in the room to the end and they take it seriously. If people want to try a strategy, I have no problem with that. I mean, that's kind of what a part of it is for. Like, Oh, you know what? Let me start with two pitchers. I want to see if I can build a good enough offense. Or you know what? Everyone's pushing up pitching this year. Maybe I'll start with five bats and see if I can still have a productive pitching staff. So there's no problem with that as long as everyone is staying engaged and in the room until the end. It's when you have like auto drafting of six teams, then it's it's not useful. No, then it's completely pointless, which was the the, the, the sole purpose of when I started the mock draft army, actually. Um, was because, yeah, we were sitting there and it was just, it was insane. I remember I would like pop into like mock draft central. You remember mock draft yes. central? Oh, of course. Yeah. I was always on there. I was, I was always in there too. And, uh, and it was, it was a great site and, you know, I, I felt I was, it was terrible. I, I, I tried to get fantasy alarm to, uh, to buy it from Rotowire. Um, when Rotowire kind of just let it die. And, uh, and, and I was like, man, I mean, we've got the text, it's already built. It's already there. It's already set. We could just do it. And, uh, and they wouldn't sell it to us. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I think that it's, uh, it's, it's ridiculously important to have everybody in there to test it with a clock, to test it without a clock. I mean, yeah, listen, draft and hold and best ball are, are great, but I think a lot of people, uh, I think a lot of people just kind of forget that that's not that's not good prep for a regular roto league, like a regular roto league where you can make moves and you know and 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 you know go with the flow of your of your season. Um, you know, like there's a vast difference between drafting and like what you said, draft and hold versus you know like a regular roto league, no doubt. Yeah, especially with the pitching because you feel you have to get some starting pitchers earlier because you can't make any moves. Yeah. There's going to be starting pitchers that emerge throughout the year that we didn't even think have value. Now, most of them are going to be drafted in this format because it's 750 players. Right. But there's always going to be a couple that come out of nowhere, but that's where you really see it is pitching just gets pushed up insanely in these drafts. And that won't always be the case in a redraft league. Now in the NFB high stake, NFBC high stakes leagues. Yeah. But that's going to be different than your home league. So it is good data to look at, but you also have to know your home league uh, is going to be different. A lot of them are 12 team leagues. So that's the other thing, too, is knowing your league, knowing the format, uh, because this ADP data is going to be a little bit different. And trust me, I see it when I go. I'm, I get used to doing these draft champions leagues. And then when I drop in the mock, uh, mock draft army, I'm like, oh, my goodness, because number one, most of it is from 15 to 12. And then there are players that obviously go higher in NFBC that get 
helium that I can get several rounds later in the mock draft army. So it's just knowing the format, the player pool, and who you're drafting with. Yeah, well, with, without question. I mean, <laughs> I you know I I do it as a uh, as a as a gimmick article usually every year. It's just you know knowing who's in the draft room with you, where it's you know it's based on uh, you know the the art of war from Sun Tzu, where it's you know know thy enemy, right, and really understanding who you uh, who you're in there drafting against. This is gonna be an interesting one because you know you talk about the fact that pitching is is being pushed up so much. Uh, in these leagues, this is going to be a really weird year for pitching because, you know, it's to my understanding, at least talking to Jim Bowden, who's talking to a number of GMs, uh, you know, innings, you know, putting their pitchers on innings watches, a uh, lot of uh, openers, a lot of tandem starters uh, we could end up seeing, a lot of six-man rotation uh, is being bandied about. And so all of a sudden now, you know, it's like, uh, you know, the Verducci effect. You're not supposed to increase your your innings year to year by more than, what is it, like 60 innings or something like that or 50 innings. And they're talking, you know, a lot of GMs are talking about protecting their their players in that capacity. And they don't want, you know, if a, if a pitcher went out and threw 110 innings last season, right, do they really want them throwing 200 this year? So we're going to end up seeing a, a lot of uh, intriguing strategies, I think, when it comes to pitching. Oh, it's going to be insane. And, you know, you take a guy like Corbin Burns, who I love a lot. I had him on. He was my, you know, a guy to take in the late rounds last year. I got him in several leagues and he was phenomenal. 2.11 ERA uh, strikeout percentage of 36.7%. Walk rate was still a little high at 10%. He had a 1.02 whip. 174 average against guy threw 59 and two thirds innings last year. He threw 49 in 2019. Like how many innings can he realistically throw? He went in round four. Come on. Uh, uh, Zach Plesak went in round four. Yeah, it is. That's it's crazy. It, it's wild, man. But you know, when you're in the drafts and you see the pitching, you're like, Oh boy, uh, your guy, Kevin Gossman round seven. He's not my guy. I hate the dude. Come on. Uh, I, I like him. Uh, yeah, yeah. You love Dylan Bundy, too, don't you? How good was Dylan Bundy last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was phenomenal. Uh, he, need, he, 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 he needed to change the scenery. I mean, come on. You're pitching in Baltimore and Camden Yards as a fly ball pitcher. He also changed his picks mix, too, because his fastball is not great. So he went to a different team, changed the way he pitched, and he was phenomenal. So, but that was easy. It's very few pitchers have success in Baltimore in Camden Yards. It's just, yeah, well, you know, going out to the Angels in Angel Stadium and what the, how that plays and the ballparks too. Yeah, like that was the thing. Also, I think uh, very few people realize just how many you know pitchers ballparks you have in the Western Division, right? Like yeah, Texas has now become more of a pitcher's park. Texas is a pitcher's ballpark. Safeco, Angel Stadium, uh, E. Coli Stadium out here in Oakland. See, that's the other thing too. Remember, pitchers only stayed within their division last year and then the one uh, op uh, in the opposing league. So yeah. the, the central opponents were so weak last year, like the AL Central. So when you look at those stats, you have, there's so many variables here, man, that you have to take into account. I will say this, though. I do think people are taking the 2020 stats and overrating them. You could see it reflected in the ADPs. So there are going to be a lot of bargains this year on players that had bad years. Keep in mind, 60 games. That's two months. 
You know, like how many times have we seen a player slump for two months and then red hot for four? Jose Ramirez, right? We've seen it before. You have to take that into account. Um, so it's it's going to create some bargains on some players. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely going to create some bargains on some players. And, you know, it's f- so funny that you say that because, you know, one of the things that we had going on over at Fantasy Alarm was, you know, I was just kind of like I was looking at, at the at the data tables and the the stat pages for you know, for baseball right before the draft guide. Um, and I didn't think about it then, but like, you know, back in like December, but it, you know, it hit me the other, you know, about a week ago. And then actually somebody emailed me about it too, about two or three days ago, which was really kind of funny. Um, because I was like, dude, get the hell out of my head here right now. But like our, our stats page was just showing 2020 stats. And I was like, listen, this is not going to fly. We're going to need to look at data before 2020 for a lot of these players. So let's make sure that we can, you know, fall back to 2019. And if it's not going to hurt the performance of the page, get me 2018 and 2017 also. Let's be able to, like, you know, really look at the numbers because I think that's, you know, you you make an, an excellent point. It's like 2020 data is going to be so poorly rated like you're going to get some people who are just going to completely ignore it and you get some people who are going to completely overvalue it uh and it's you know you got to look somewhere in the middle yeah it's 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 challenging because now we're out of our comfort zone you know we like to look at three-year data the last two years and you know we're gonna look at the underlying stats and go we have to figure out, is this just a 60-game sample or is there a legit jump in the skill here? And it's it's going to make it challenging. Uh, I think this is going to be you know, one of the most challenging years. And then you talked about the pitching. Uh, we already heard a few teams talking about a six-man rotation. And all these guys, you know, how many of these guys are going to be able to go not even 200, 180 innings? I, probably a handful. I, I would think DeGrom and Cole would be fine. You know, they're workhorses. Uh, but after that, man, uh, a lot of questions. It's well, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. Here is uh, here is one of the advantages to having a GM who is friends with all the other GMs and the managers is that one of the things that Jim and I are going to be talking about during the front office insights is, is this, you know, is this manager and GM, are they you know, looking to watch the innings? Are they looking to let these guys pitch? And I think that's one of the things where I think anybody who has our draft guide is actually going to be at an advantage because you're going to be able to like weed through different teams and say, all right, well, let me focus on this team here because these guys might actually get to throw six or seven innings at a time. And I think that's going to be a a huge advantage that, that people are, uh, they don't even know that they're going to have the advantage yet, Adam. Yes, but they will have it, and it is important. Just that slight little edge can make a big difference to winning your league. No doubt. No doubt. All right. So your first five picks were the the Trevors, Devers, and uh, and Diaz. And who was the, the fifth one in there? Eloy Jimenez. And Eloy. All right. So it was the Trevors, Eloy, Devers, and Diaz. Um, that was it. Let's find out who Adam took with his last five picks in a 50-round draft. As soon as we give a shout-out to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site you best be playing on, especially when we start moving into baseball as well. And here's why. 
Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. (laughs) All right, Adam. So... Trevor's endeavors and Diaz and Eloy uh, that started you off. How did you wrap it up? Especially considering you're saying you're just scratching the surface uh, of your research right now. Yeah. People are going to be very excited for picks 46 through 50. Uh, James Capreland uh, from the A's Chaz McCormick, a prospect for the Astros. Garrett Stubbs needed that fourth catcher. Was it? I think I'd usually like to get four catchers. Uh, Dennis Santana from the Dodgers and Jonathan India from Cincinnati. Ooh, I actually like India. Yeah. You, you look, sometimes I think two years ago, the team that uh, won the draft champions took uh, Jordan Alvarez around 40. You know, you need you need something like that. Somebody to pop in one of those rounds, you know. So sure, absolutely. Now, let me ask you, what's your what's your strategy for those last, let's say the last 10 rounds, because, you know, last five is a little bit misleading. Let's talk about the last 10 rounds of, of your draft. Like, what's the general strategy? Are you loading up on pitching? Are you loading up on middle relief? Where, where are you going? I think it should be more pitchers. I'm trying to think in this draft if I did that enough. Um, Yeah, it looks like. From rounds 40 to 50, one, two, three, four, five, uh, six pitches. It should have been more. Um, I had a partner in this, and I was telling him that. I'm like, don't you think we need more pitches? He's like, no, nah, I think we're good. But uh, you could see. <laughs> Famous last it, words. <laughs> um, actually, I mean, there's one team here. Wow. They took pitching every round from 38 to 50. I kind of like that, to be honest. Um, you know, you, if only a few of those guys pan out, you're good. Um, and again, there's some experienced players in there. So I see several teams that there's another team that took pitching every round from round 43 on. Uh, so I kind of like that. It is, you know, you want to take a shot with some of these arms. It could be a bullpen arm that we all know, like every year we go through this and there's someone, there's a few guys closing at the end of the year that were like, we had no clue, right? They were just come out of nowhere. They were fifth on the depth chart. Injuries happen. They see an increase in velocity on the fastball and all of a sudden they're closing. So you know, something like that or a, a prospect in the minor leagues that gets called up and all of a sudden starts, you know, he doesn't have to start the whole season. You get two months out of him in rounds 40 to 50, then it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. So you like the loading up on pitching at the tail end there. 
and uh, and and you're making a little bit of an early jump there. Okay, you know, also so. Very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, if you had to give yourself a grade, a letter grade, because everybody loves their draft grades, Adam. You know, I know you love draft grades. I know you draft on Yahoo specifically to get draft grades. Definitely. So, it turns me on when I see the A or A minus. Oh, see, it really it gets me going when I get like the D or the, the C minus because I don't believe in draft grades at all. And, I, and I'm like, well, what the hell is the dumbest anyway? Yeah, I know. I, people get obsessed over that. I'm like, guys, relax. It's an old, You think that's going to be your team at the end of the year? Come on, man. Like, you know moves are going to be made. There's trades in leagues. Wait, like, relax, guys. Well, it's a draft and hold, Adam. Yeah, I do think that this is going to be my team at the end of the year. Well, for this, yes. But uh, Yahoo's <laughs> not grading this. I don't think they have 50-round drafts. No, they're allergic to 50-round drafts. They are. But how do you feel about your team overall? Um, I'd say a B. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad for a January draft, dude. Yeah. I mean, you know, it'll probably wind up being, who knows? I mean, yeah, there's players that I like here, some discounts. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, what round do you think he went in? Um, I'll say like eighth or ninth. Uh, I got him in round 11. You got him in the 11th. Good job. Yeah. I think that's where you take a shot with a guy like him. Look, we know he gets injured all the time, right? But we've also know he hits the shit out of the ball. His stat cap numbers are elite. And what if he plays 140 games, right? You know, he's going to give you power. So round 11. Sure. I mean, I've not been a guy taking him the last two or three years at his price. I've been fading him but round 11. Count me in. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Wow, you know, I thought we were going to have a whole show about nothing, Adam, and lo and behold, look at that. Draft and hold strategy. Uh, talk about pitching for fantasy baseball. I, I mean, I, I got to tell you, man, I am, I'm I'm so excited for baseball. Like, I'm, I'm pushing all in on hockey right now, and I'm trying to really, you know, just kind of get into that. But, like, the more I sit here and I, I deal with stuff for the draft guide and the more I sit with, you know, uh, just kind of proofreading articles and stuff. I'm getting super jazzed for baseball, man. And, and you know, because I, I really, I genuinely feel like I got gypped out of a baseball season last year. I totally got gypped out of a baseball season last year. Um, I, I get that. In a way, I felt that way. I mean, I still had fun playing fantasy, but it was just, it's not the same. Because baseball, and I know it's a long season for some people, baseball is a six-month season, man. Like, to for it to be valid. So I understand that sentiment, but yeah, I'm starting to get excited too. I know it's only January, but time flies, man. We're going to be seeing guys in spring training soon. And then all of a sudden uh, people will start to get into it and get excited about drafts. So it'll be here before you know it. So I would just say, if you are someone that's into fantasy baseball, you know, start now. And again, it could just be little by little, but you don't want to just show up on March 1st and be like, okay, uh, let me get that draft guide now. Uh, get it now uh, and start reading. <laughs> For real. I mean, I just, there's just, if you want to be good, if you want to win, I mean, if you're just looking to play with your friends, office buddies, and and you don't take it seriously, I get that. But I got to think anyone who's going to invest in fantasy baseball, understanding it's a six-month season, is serious about it and they want to win. 
you got to put in the preparation now, uh, even if it's not a, a 50 round draft, even if you're doing a 23 round draft, it's a lot of players, man. It's a lot of, it's a deeper player pool. You have to be uh, more in depth, you know, than fantasy football. I'm not saying fantasy football is easy. Uh, don't get that misconstrued, but we're, you're dealing with a smaller player pool. Yeah, that you definitely are. You definitely are. And it's, it's much more important to know the player pool uh, in baseball. I, I mean, listen, it's, you know, it, it's complex. It really is from multi-position eligibility. You know, I mean, it's, there's, there's a ton of shit that you got to deal with there. So, um, all right, well, I'll tell you what, good primer for everybody here to get you guys pumped up for a little bit of fantasy baseball. Um, Adam and I will be back tomorrow. I'm sure we'll talk some football, talk some basketball, uh, all the fixings that you guys need. I mean, we're on concussion watch for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, still not yet cleared, but, uh, you know, everybody's got their fingers crossed. So that's going to do it for us here tonight on Annie Up. Big thank you to all of you guys for liking and subscribing. As always, big thanks to Adam Ronis for dropping the knowledge. I'm Howard Bender for Adam Ronis. This has been Andy Up, and we'll catch you next time.